You're listening to the Less Stress in Life podcast. Your hosts, Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher, are on a mission to help individuals and organizations manage stress and change. Together, they bring you real conversations, inspirational stories, and strategies to help move you from being stressed to feeling your best. Hi, Deb Timmerman, Barb Fletcher here, and our guest today is Fuzzy Manning. He's the creator guy, oh, Deb, Deb. arts practitioner behind restorative health and healing, practices a feminine holistic healing arts process, which is supported by science and helps people create their own customized self-healing plan. And he disappeared. So we'll wait just a minute for Fuzz to hop back on. It's been that kind of week, hasn't it, Barb? this is a first for us (laughs) and I got and I have the crud guys so I've um been online and such but I got some allergy flare for the last couple of weeks well since we went to um Arizona I'm just having a hard time so I might have to pause this as I there we go tech is just so much fun isn't it Yes, it's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, Fuzzy. We're so glad you're here. Definitely glad to be here. I read your bio already as you hopped off, and I felt like I didn't want to stop. So anyway, we'll just pop right into the first question. Mm-hmm. Spent several years working with traumatized populations. Tell us a little bit about that work. Yeah, thank you uh, for being uh having this, this presentation available. Um, working with the population that is dealing with issues uh, mentally, physically, emotionally um, is uh, an interesting uh, process. First of all, you have to step back and, and actually understand and appreciate what's going on for each individual uniquely um, and also help, help them through the process of unraveling either the, the trauma, stress, or fear, or in a sense of the symptoms they're dealing with, with headaches, gut health, and everything else, help, helping people to really grasp and understand what is actually happening internally in our bodies. And what's happened so much in our lives is that it's the choices and decisions we've made, we've created our own lives. We're holding on to a story or identity that either is the one that we understood or the, the one that we don't really grasp and understand fully uh, because of whatever. And all of this comes from your work and study in Ayurvedic medicine and other backgrounds and disciplines. Share some of that. Uh, education and those things that you did to get to this point. Yes, I when I, I came over from Vietnam with post-traumatic stress, uh, and I connected to uh, an amazing individual in Japan, which was my uh, shiatsu teacher and Amman teacher. So he said, "Well, uh, come on back, um, and um, I'll send you to Kathmandu." Uh, for two weeks, and uh, we're going to work with you there and help you understand and appreciate Eastern modality in a sense of Ayurveda, 
Chinese, Japanese, uh, indigenous culture modalities. Individuals walk in and they say, well, I have um, a, a sickness or an illness, or I, I, can't, I can't eat certain foods, or I get a rash. Okay, fine. We start looking at, in a sense, well, it, it's a puzzle. We help individuals to step into their puzzle to take it apart and realizing there are a lot of things that are happening. It could be, in a sense, relationships. It could be a food, could be diet, could be it's cold or hot. So, in a sense, your body gives you signals, messages that you're out of balance. And what happens to so many people's lives is they ignore those and say, I can deal with it. I can work through it. And the sad part of it is we, we can't. We can't ignore it because that's your intuition. That's, that's where you live. And if it's trying to get your attention, it's for a reason. Can you share um, a surprising combination, something that was reacting to the person, but the link was to something that they might never have uh, imagined. Because I think our listeners, one of the really nice opportunities for them is, you know, they always think that this process is very linear and that, but it doesn't quite look like that, does it? No, no, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate the question. It's looking at, in a sense, let's say an individual is dealing with uh, insomnia. Let's say they're dealing with aches and pains, uh, arthritis, different conditions. We can approach it from a standpoint of just dealing with the symptoms, or we can look at what's causing it. Mm -hmm. Some of the causes can be diet. Some of the causes can be your lifestyle choices, alcohol, tobacco. Uh, It it also could be... um, um, family in a sense of uh, community members, people you work with, in a sense, trigger you to, to have a certain reaction or in a sense, you, you need to take on a different personality to deal with at work or at home. You're not who you are. So it's helping individuals to realize a lot plays into it. Let's just not treat the symptoms. The symptoms tell, tell us that you're out of balance. But then if we start looking at further along the way, maybe it's our inactivities, maybe that we have a food sensitivity, Mm -hmm. maybe that we have um, issues or concerns with relationships that trigger us. So it's it's helping individuals to look at, it's it's a mosaic Mm -hmm. in our lives and it's it's, it's nice that we can identify we have the symptoms, but then step into that and kind of take it apart, get a different vantage point. Maybe we need to look at it differently. Mm-hmm. We, our lives tend to be subconscious. The things that happen in our lives, we say, okay, if I, I noticed it, but it, it didn't affect me. Well, it did. Mm-hmm. Because you've made a change or a shift you came up with these symptoms. That's a realization that something out of balance. Fuzzy, the thing that all of those Eastern modalities do, Mm -hmm. Western medicine doesn't, 
is look for the root cause. And what you just described is unraveling and taking apart that mosaic to figure out what the source is. Is that an accurate description? Yes, yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, Deb. It's, it's looking at, in a sense, of traditional Western medicine treats the symptoms. They never identify the cause. What they're trying to do is suppress the pain, the discomfort, and ease the symptoms. Mm-hmm. But what that does, it does not address what is causing it. In a sense, who's driving the bus? Because maybe it's in a sense of those symptoms were created through a variety of um, issues or concerns, could be trauma, could be stress, could be fear, that could be 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. It's playing in the background. I have a saying that where there is smoke, there is fire. The smoke in our lives is our discomfort, our uneasiness. We get tense driving the traffic and, and relationships trigger us. And situations or just um, the relationships trigger us. If we start looking at that's the smoke in our lives, the imbalance, we change it further in the sense of there's a fire, there's something that has not been resolved in our lives, whether it be the trigger could be stress, trauma, or fear. Something has not been addressed. We have not been willing to sit down with it long enough to learn this happened for a reason, to get our attention, to shift what we believe in and the decision or choice we made back way back when. So our so life. do yes. you think it's because we're not willing or we don't know because we're in this pill-driven, quick-fix society that part of what we have to do to heal is dive into our stuff and unravel it. Yes, I thank you, Dave. Appreciate that. It's we're hesitant to do that because we're surrounded by a quick fix mentality. I want it now. I want my I want life my way. And you know, I wish the rest of these people would get the heck out the, the, the highway so I can drive. Mm-hmm. They're getting in my way. And I'm always triggered by a, a certain relationship in a sense of um, that tyrants me. So it's looking at what we've created in our lives is how we've responded to this situation. Did we respond positively or negatively? In a sense, negatively from the standpoint, well, we just took it in and said, well, I'll just be different and I'll act different versus in a sense, a positive side and says, I need to step back and actually understand what's going on. I have a tremendous amount of choices and opportunities. I want to take those because I do not want to be triggered. I don't want to go into having to create all these different identities. I have an identity at work. I have identity at home. I have identity every time I go to the the baseball game, the football game, uh, my doctor. So get rid of all of these 
decisions or identifications of how we need to be in, in every situation. Just be one, one, that's enough. Can you give us an example of how you've applied these principles to your own life or a lesson that you've perhaps learned or that's maybe come back around for you again and again? Oh yeah, I, I love it in a sense of, um, I experienced a lot of trauma in my life and it's not due to accidents, illnesses and everything else. I just had COVID probably a little over a year ago, it just knocked me right down flat. I was in bed for about eight, 10 days and it brought back to me in a sense all the trauma previously in my life. And I got to look at revisit. We don't ever work through the trauma effectively to understand and appreciate it happened for a reason. It's there to teach us. Are we in balance with our lives? Are we making the right choices and decisions? So having one trauma triggers another, triggers another, triggers another. If we're open, if we're open to listening and understanding that, it's a process. It's never a destination. Trauma, fear, and uh, stress are there in our lives. They're playing in the background. The, the fun thing about playing in the background, we can change the channel or turn the volume down. But they remain there. We have a choice to say, okay, it's coming up for a reason. I want to work through it, or I've worked through it as much as I can right now. Yeah, that's a very different perspective. And I think what you mean when you use the word self-healing is using these reflective experiences to unpack those things, figure out what we're harboring, make shifts, and that the body is this magnificent um, organism that's really filled with all kinds of wonderful ways to heal, not just, a, not just in pill form, but in revisiting some of this. Yes, yes. I, I love the approach that you're taking, Deb. The healing takes place in our bodies in, in a unique way. There's no direct path. There's no timetable. It doesn't follow a calendar. It happens, in a sense, in a, in a path or a rhythm that we have to learn as individuals to accept and acknowledge that the rhythm is there waiting for us. It isn't that the other way around. The rhythm helps us to realize that, realize that when we're ready, we can deal with the next stage, the next stage. But you cannot force it, you cannot push it, you cannot coerce it. The best thing to do is, is having understanding and patience that I'm in my life dealing with this situation now because either I wasn't ready before or I didn't understand. It's, it's don't take you out because it isn't working the way that you want. Other cultures start this process of self-healing 
and assimilating to that way of thinking very early on, like they teach their kids that and um, just being attentive to changes of seasons, different um, personality types, all kinds of different ways. And we really don't in the Western model even entertain that. And sometimes it gets the label of woo-woo because it's so outside of our normal. Yes. And it's interesting that you bring that up, Deb. It's what's happened in, in our culture in the Western world is the drug companies, the, the, the pharmaceuticals um, uh, have, have been put on the market to help us in a sense of not work through those issues and concerns of our lives, but to suppress those, to quiet that pain, that anxiety, that depression. It's still playing in the background, but it's, it's not as sensitive or acute. Uh, and this is why we use so much alcohol in our, in our society, uh, prescription drugs, street drugs, and uh, we lead a hectic life. If you're so busy, so preoccupied, doing everything else or suppressing it, then you don't have to deal with it. But then it, it surfaces as chronic disease, autoimmune disease. Um, if we start looking at, in a sense, uh, trauma, stress, and fear are the number one issues for all of doctors' visits, hospitalization, and emergency care. They're the underlying cause. We spend trillions of dollars in the United States looking at re resolving the health care. In a sense, we've actually set up a sickness care. We're, we're, we're talking about just suppressing it. And if, if you don't feel it, well, it doesn't really exist. So, Fuzzy, you talk about... You know, I'm I going back through some of your yeah. traumas and, and periods of stress. Can you tell us what your favorite stress tool is? I think my favorite stress tool, what I really found out when I had COVID, is breathing. Breathing. Deep breathing. Mm -hmm. Slow it down. Allow your breath to come down into your abdomen. Mm -hmm. And you, if you don't feel like it's affecting you or making a change or a shift, slow it down more. Close your eyes. <laughs> and visualize that. That is a life force energy. That is part of nature. We are part of nature. <laughs> in the breathing process, in a sense, the silence and just you feeling and sensing that inhale, exhale. And don't think about anything else. Free the mind, be the breath. And what you actually end up doing is what I found out is I'm inhaling love and exhaling love. Fuzzy, you're talking our, our language, isn't he, Deb? <laughs> Yes, you are, Fuzz. That's funny that you said breath because I thought you were going to say being out in nature because I know you love to hike and you're very much an outdoors person. 
But the thing that I also love about the breath is it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. It's that innate, inherent, something that is always with you that's running that program in the background that really changes your body chemistry when you can tap into it, acknowledge it, and and become one with it. It's tremendously healing. Yeah, yes, definitely, Deb uh, and Mark. What we can do is, is take time out to do the breath work, do meditations. I'm a 30-year road cyclist. Uh, I've cycled over 200,000 miles. What I used to do is, is, is meditate while I cycle. Mm. I'm on the road, so I'm dodging cars, trucks, and everything else and people. And I could get into a zone. We have to start realizing that we can have a calmness about us, either through breath work or meditation or prayer. It doesn't, you know, I don't have to be in the lotus position. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to have candles and everything else. You can have an active practice, walking, hiking, just experiencing in a sense of being one with, with no agenda. Mm-hmm. Just being comfortable in your own skin is huge. Uh, if somebody is having an issue moving forward, what's your best recommendation to them? It, thanks, Dad. Appreciate that. Moving forward, it's number one to identify in a sense of what are you sensing if you truly want to move forward or it's just a thought. In a sense, give yourself permission to act upon those thoughts and also realizing that it's going to be a process for you to start to understand moving forward may be a, a, a several different things to get you to a a place of comfortability where there's an action that you're going to take on a daily basis and you want to be able to have that sustainable and you want to have the freedom and and, uh, ability to do that without distractions. So it may take you a little bit longer than you'd like to set up that plan and that practice for you to make that shift or change. Don't give up realizing that where you're at in your uncomfortability and wanting to move forward or take action, you've probably been there for at least a couple of years. (laughs) Don't beat yourself up. Get with, interact with other people in in your community, and just engage. And I was thinking about doing this. Do you know anybody that's done that? Do you know what their success is? Gage and and interact with other people in a sense of what they've tried, what they've engaged with, knowing it may not work for you, but at least you're you're becoming more aware and in touch. How how do you need to, to kind of tweak this for you, personalize it for you? So I think what Fuzz is saying is it takes baby steps. Well, yeah. <laughs> take a baby step. 
Yeah. So yeah. we would love to thank you for joining us today for this very important conversation. Some of what Fuzzy shared today uh, got thinking and you could relate to that. So if you're ready to take action about stress, your mental health, or previous trauma, please reach out. Um, you don't have to struggle alone. All the connection points for all three of us can be found in our show notes. So thanks again for joining us today. And we'll see you next time. Oh, thanks, thanks, thank you. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.